so today we go into the depths of Caitlin's nightmares. I know. This is really, I didn't realize until you <laughs> mentioned it how perfect this is. I know, I didn't really realize it either. So I picked this topic, which is mm-hmm. kind of unfortunate. And I didn't realize until after I started doing research, I was like, wow, I'm afraid of horses and bodies of water. This is going to be a really, fun, really fun episode for me. <laughs> I like that we've kind of had a tragic ways to die in water thing going on recently. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I'm, and I'm, I'm living. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Our uh, in high school, one of my friend group's favorite topics of discussion was the book *The Awakening* by Kate Chopin, uh, which. Spoiler alert for a very old book. She does walk into the sea to die. Uh, oh, no. Yeah. Metaphors for um, agency and femininity. It's actually a pretty good book that I hated when I read it in middle school because I did not have empathy for femme people who lived in the 1800s and had very <laughs> different lives. And then I grew up into a slightly better teenager. Yeah, but uh, the sea, <laughs> the vast, vast, dark, uh, oh, lakes, also lakes, dark, yeah. full mm-hmm. of creeping fingers of seaweed, Ooh, unseen depths, sandy depths, fish sneaking by your ankles, <laughs> gigantic you know- spectral horses dragging you down. <laughs> And then eating you alive. Mm-hmm. It's a very likely way for me to die, I feel like, just if, if irony and fate has its way with me. It's kind of like um, <laughs> the like the bog art or the worst case scenario, like, uh, dang it, what was that episode of Doctor Who where everyone saw their worst nightmares in like a big hotel? I think um, it was Donna era. But anyway... The point is that that would be yours, is you would open yeah. a door and it would be a big room of ocean with a spectral horse that wanted to eat you. Yeah. Kaylin has a long history of being bullied by horses. I have been bullied by horses many times. Horses hate Caitlin for yeah. this one weird trick. <laughs> which horses is... hate her. <laughs> it's very funny. Oh, man. Well, welcome to Stone Houses, an amateur guide to fiction, fable, and folklore. I'm Caitlin Bruder. And I'm Laura Bernadette Meeker. This week we're talking about Kelpies and how they would probably hate me. I mean, maybe it's like an inverse thing where it's everything you dislike that it flips back over to like, uh, this is my Batman moment, you know? <laughs> That's your My family gets killed by a Kelpie and so I become like... The I, his family <laughs> wasn't killed by bats, Caitlin. <laughs> no, is that what you fucking think happened to him? I don't watch. I don't watch DC stuff. What? It's Batman. I know yeah, his about family him. is However. mugged in an alley by a swarm of bats. <laughs> <laughs> takes back the night by dressing up as his parents' murderers. <laughs> yep. I'm crying. Oh no. That would actually be a pretty fucking wild. Or be, pretty, be pretty fun. Let's rewrite Batman. Maybe that. Maybe okay. New podcast. Mm-hmm. We're gonna rewrite Batman. Yeah, I always, I always think, gosh, Batman doesn't get enough attention. Am I right? He's <laughs> so underrated. Practically, um, no one's heard of him. Uh huh. Yeah, just bring. We need to bring more attention to this painfully forgotten hero of the night. My family <laughs> was killed by bats. The really small ones that like eat <laughs> It was a freak accident. <laughs> oh no! Oh man, I'm like cry- I'm like actively crying. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I cry when I laugh. Oh, alternately, boy. Batman, yeah. who is a a vampire who can turn into a tiny baby bat. Oh, I'm into that too. That's pretty funny. I, have you seen what we do in the shadows? Uh, the show or the old the movie? No, uh, what I we do in the shadows, the Taika Waititi movie. Yeah, I think I've seen part of it. I don't think I've seen the whole thing, but we did just I... start watching the show. 
I know that uh, horror isn't exactly your thing, but we should watch it because there's a really great moment where two vampires are having a fight and one of them turns into a bat and the other one, as a human, grabs it and throws it against the garage door. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Any advantage, take it, man. I'll have to watch the show. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. We'll we'll add it to the list of things that we'll have to watch when we move in together. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, (laughs) what the frick were we talking? Kelpies about Kelpies. We are Kelpies. really so close to topic. We are. It's, it's oh my god, the same thing. <laughs> it really is. I often think Ooh. of oh, man. God. Well, do we do we have an etymology corner? Yes, we do. Do it. Uh, it it's gonna include some Gaelic. So I'm again doing my best. Uh, so Kelpie noun. Uh, seven four seventeen forty seven. I was gonna say. 747, which would be much older. <laughs> On a plane, Kelpies are now, they oh, have yeah. taken the airways. <gasps> There's no Kelpies hope. Kelpies can get their pilot's licenses. Can you fly a plane without fingers? Well, of course you can. Jesus, Caitlin. <laughs> What's wrong with my you? Bad. My bad. My mistake. My mistake. Continue. Uh, 1747, Scottish, <laughs> of unknown origin, uh, but people think it's related to the Gaelic Kolpak. Uh, meaning he- uh, heifer, steer, or cult, or kolpa. I've also seen uh, uh, kielpak, which is another word meaning basically the same thing. Um, they they like to say, I like that it says, the lowland name of the demon in the shape of a horse. This is again from edamonline.com, great website. Um, mm-hmm. Talks about, Reputed to haunt lakes in, and rivers and delight in causing drownings, but unlike its equivalents <laughs> in Danish, it was occasionally benevolent, uh, especially to millers by keeping their streams running. I think anything that's like a water spirit or something like that has the potential to not be a jerk. Yeah, that's true. A little yeah. bit of that, uh, like we've mentioned, oh, what episode did we even bring it up on where they were like bringer of fertility to the land type of a thing? Oh. Rosalka? I don't know. I have no memory. M- but, uh, yeah. Kelpik? Kelpik? It's all, you know, it's have, having to do with colts and heifers and horses. Which I have to admit, I own, I thought heifer only referred to a female cow. Yeah, I, I did not know that either. I thought mare was what you called. A horse, but then I don't know anything about horses as we've addressed, <laughs> and Caitlin is actively afraid of them. Mm-hmm. It would make sense that we did not know. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> my parents, I think I've said this last episode, but my parents went to like a local horse show or whatever, <laughs> and then they were like really into horses for a week, and it was oh, great. we should have this is this, this would have been the episode to talk about the derby in. Oh, well, the reason they were watching the derby is because they were on a horse thing. <laughs> well, we did well, maybe, maybe our derby last episode was a we'll, we'll pretend it was a sneak preview into this. Yeah, episode. My dad really likes drawing horses. No, he's uh, he really likes that kind of classical uh, study. Of of those those powerful beasts, which Drawing I think looks silly, is just so hard. So congrats to your father, because I had so much trouble attempting to draw a horse. People, some people came to my, I did a draw stream and I did the topic art for this episode. <laughs> which, by the way, that's not what kelpies probably actually look like. But I thought it would be fun to draw a horse that was like semi aquatic. So shout out to the person who told me to give it frog eyes because it's the most terrifying thing I've ever done. <laughs> very scary i'm very scared of that horse that i drew oh no i'm sorry i uh well one of the things um i was looking through this like brochure or pamphlet they brought back from whatever and um one of the things that blew my mind is how much uh diverse not like that much because horses are of course a service animal and bred extremely specifically mm-hmm. um but the difference in the concavity or convexity of the line of their skull like some of them have very um convex faces that look kind of like greek depictions of horses and then others <laughs> have this look where they're like the disney princess little swoop nose and it's really oh, weird what? Uh, i didn't know that that's cool yeah i 
it's one of those things where I'm like, huh, animals are friggin' weird, and I feel like, like, I realize that horses are one of those animals that are incredibly important to the development of modern society for a bunch of reasons, but also they look goofy, so. <laughs> I guess the everything only- looks goofy if you think about it for too long. That's fair. The only horse I respect is, um, <laughs> Koshi the Deathless's horse. The only horse that you have <laughs> respect for. All yep. other horses you condescend to. They are lesser. They don't get my respect. They're scary and, and try to beat oh, me up. So they don't have your respect, but they do have your fear. They do, yes, this is correct. Okay. <laughs> I see this. Yeah. Your your fear doesn't come from a place of awe, is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. That's fair. That's correct. Yeah. I think I've mentioned it before, but the only time I'm okay with a horse is if we are on different sides of a fence and, like, m- like maybe I get, like, I will maybe touch its nose. Like, it's really soft and velvety. Like, that's it. That's all. That's the most contact I need to have with a horse. <laughs> Just a minute. I'm going to send you a photo, and I want to know what you think of it. I'm afraid. So it's from a... a- an Otome game. And I need you to know how much money I would have to give you to play. <laughs> uh, for everyone at home, please Google Horse Prince and Otome F game. He kind of... Okay, 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 okay. So you know, like, the one of the major things of a, like, you know, visuals of a horse is, like, the long-ass nose. This is just a person's head on a horse's body, and it looks makes it look kind of like like a shaved alpaca or something like it's right it's extremely <laughs> upsetting i uh i forget who oh, no. is it who said maybe kate wells who said that all centaurs are sexy i would present this as a <laughs> a very much centaur adjacent well i think it's literally a centaur right probably but also uh an aversion to that rule because it's yeah. very upsetting it's extremely upsetting and i hate I it i love it should yeah. I just tweet this with no context to the stuff? Yes, please. Account? I think okay. it would be really good for your, our brand. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna tweet it right now. They, no one will have heard this episode yet, but we're they're gonna get they're gonna get this this visual. With just to keep extremely uh, on topic, the Homestuck creator I think also was a partner in a YouTube channel that did um, Star Trek Next Generation edits. Um, oh that God. are all extremely good, but one of the running gags was uh, the drawing of erotic horses, which is a gag that carried on into other things he did. Also, bad oh. paintings <laughs> of football players. Correct. Yeah. So, anyway, I think Gazora is the name of the YouTube account. I don't think it was entirely him, but I could be wrong. Anyway, uh, <laughs> horses are mysterious beasts. Who are loyal and uh, have those big old pretty eyes. They're very big. They walk on their toes. That's terrifying. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, they're trying to lure you in so they can pull you into the water and drown you. Mm -hmm. Because I just like the idea. Like, I'm sure horses have to ford, have had to ford rivers historically. There's a whole... (laughs) mechanic to it but for some reason i just like the mental image of a horse just playing in like a pond just chilling just like splashing around (laughs) yeah like just having a good time their little toothpick toothpick legs Uh, scary (laughs) should we talk a a little bit about what a kelpie may look like no i think we should talk about uh, other stupid stuff for the next hour. <laughs> yes, sorry. They we'll put them in a kiddie pool and we'll put little like uh, oh. like floaty wings on all of okay. their knobby knees. So I know that you are afraid of horses, but what if you saw like uh, one of those, like a little Sebastian type in a kiddie pool? Okay, that would be pretty cute. Yeah. I would yeah. still maybe maybe prefer to be on on the on a different side of a fence from it, but like I could. Of a tiny pony. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just it feels like it has the potential. I just don't know. The I just don't trust danger? horses. That's fine. Okay, that's hilarious. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm just imagining you in like a pony based superhero costume. Oh no. Anyway, uh, Kelpies, some of them look like horses, 
but with some like differences. So tame pony. Every uh, it should be said that apparently every lake has its own distinct uh, Kelpie mm-hmm. myth, and mm-hmm. with some variations depending on the local population and so on and so forth. So no two Kelpies are alike. Correct. Uh, one of one of the the uh, Kelpies like common characteristics is that its hooves are apparently reversed compared to a normal horse. Which is horrifying, and also is uh, something that is uh, a trait shared by another type of water horse uh, folklore in Iceland uh, called the Nykur, N-Y-K-U-R. Um, and it's uh, kind of very spooky. I don't like that visual at all. But there is a, there's a, also a version that has the Kelpie has a mane of serpents, so very Medusa-esque, Ooh. which is fun. Uh, and then there was, there's one, I don't remember where it was, but it was, like, supposedly, was, like, a singing horse, like, the, which overlaps a little bit with a different part of the myth, but it was, it would sing and lure its victims to climb onto its back. Um, (laughs) it sometimes will adopt a human form, depending on, like, the version you've heard about or where you're at and stuff. It could be an attractive individual, um, that would try to, like, be sexy and lure you into the water. (laughs) Um... However, this is fun. They may, as as with a lot of human animal transformation stories, could potentially be betrayed uh, by uh, keeping their hooves mm-hmm. <laughs> on their feet, or they could have like like water, like weeds and water weeds still in their hair. Uh, there was a description of a kelpie adopting the guise of this wizened old man who was like muttering to himself while he was like sitting on a bridge like repairing some of his pants and uh, <laughs> he this dude apparently these was are like, my favorite pants uh, these are my favorite pants I want to I want to fix them and a uh, dude thought he was a kelpie uh, kind of sh- bashed him on the head causing it to revert to its equine form and scamper wow. back to its lair in a nearby so, pond Very mythology rude. says bash first first uh worry about the moral implications of murdering the elderly later i guess yeah uh there are some accounts that uh describe it as like this this quote rough shaggy man who leaps behind a solitary rider gripping and crushing him so it was like it just like just this scraggly old man who like jumps up on top of you and just like tears you apart and eats you right then and there oh no there are versions where it's a sexy lady Mm-hmm. There are sexy ladies who, again, in very, very siren-esque uh, fashion will, again, sing, but this time in human form, sing to bring you into the water, or, like, just be kind of a disheveled human who will, like, is, like, standing in the water asking for help, that kind of a thing. I don't know. I think horses, as a concept, are very funny and, like, humor. They're just a weird-looking thing. In person, I am very afraid of them, but, like, as a mm. concept... They're yeah, when they're far away, you can talk all the crap about them that you want. Mm-hmm. Their little toothpick legs can't hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> um, however, they are man-eating and do like to bring you into uh, the deep depths. But that's kind of what they basic basic overview of what they may appear to be in the wild. Should you run into a kelpie spirit? I realize this is kind of pop culture, but I'm sending you a picture of the uh, Kelpie that is briefly seen in Dungeon Meshi, a very good comic that everyone should read. I think it's probably uh, the best comic, uh, the best manga being published right now. I'm extremely biased, but um, there's a Kelpie who Senshi calls Anne, who has this kind of interesting design where the the part of the body that would normally be covered in hair is kind of loosely implied to be scaly and she has this mane of seaweed and her tail is like a fish tail uh no spoilers he does try to ride it and i won't tell you about how that (laughs) (laughs) that turns out but uh it's an extremely good comic that everyone should go read and uh, it has some really interesting interpretations of all kinds of magical creatures it's very cute i like that i like that visual it's very pretty. yeah but uh there's some things about because it's such an individual myth different communities have different versions some some ones are like it's a black steed and others are like it's a pale white horse um or if you're me it's 
blue and its mane is made of water and it's got fish eyes. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, but I also didn't know until recently the rumor or at least the kind of fun mythological theory that the Loch Ness Monster is a Kelpie. Yeah! Yeah, yeah. Nasty. Uh, some of the earlier descriptions of it described it as a Kelpie, which is kind of cool. Um, and honestly, kind of, like, visually kind of makes sense. Like, that, like, right? long neck and kind of, like, protruding, like, snout-type face. Like, could be vaguely equine. I yeah, mean, I mean, I think it's as much fun as saying, oh, it's a dinosaur. Like, <laughs> why not, why not a uh, fish horse? Yeah. Fish uh, there horse, are also water spirit. Some paintings. So the Victorians, I think, as we've talked about before, really liked illustrating some myths and legends. Uh, it was considered genre painting, but you can see that there mm -hmm. are paintings of Kelpies, both as beautiful women and also as a uh, half horse, half fish. Fish horse. <laughs> yeah, with that like mermaid tail. I love okay. it. Okay. Wild idea. So usually okay. it's a horse with a mermaid tail. Mm -hmm. Picture. Back half of a horse, front half, big ol' fish head. I'm into it. I and love it, it. Oh, it would have to have the front set of legs, but instead of having, like, the neck that slope, slopes upward, it just goes straight out in front, and it's a fish head. I love it. A giant Terrifying. fish head. Weird, weird fish centaur. All centaurs are sexy, question mark? No. <laughs> Although that probably only includes, um human ones that, oh chimera fair. would probably be that yeah i was like centaur probably insinuates humanoid aspects i don't mm -hmm. think that yeah <laughs> unless it's unless it's like that picture you sent me and it's human head and also somehow there's fish involved in that centaur hmm. <laughs> human head front half of a horse back half mermaid tail i'm into it <laughs> i think that's some fun content while we're talking about um, some art and depictions, there was a Victorian artist. I don't know if you read about uh, uh, Thomas Millie Dow did like some sketches of Kelpie oh, in like yeah. the eighteen hundred late eighteen hundreds as like this dark haired maiden who was like on a rock looking all melancholy and that sort of a thing. But it was it was talked about that um, this artist and a few others were had a pretty big part in you know, ch changing the direction of the folklore, potentially, mm -hmm. by uh, ignoring what, like, people were like, this is what this is. And they were like, but what if I reinvented it? Changing it into a woman and also sad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that pretty much properly defines genre painting, or yeah. literary painting in the Victorian era, like... So many things that we think of, like, as this is the version of a myth are from someone being like, hey, what if I drew, uh, what if I drew a puck as a little baby? Or what <laughs> if I did this? What if I made, you know, it's, uh, the one I always think of is, um, like, Arthurian legends. <laughs> they yeah. They are freaking obsessed with those. And there are so many versions where I'm like, that is completely Victorian invention and I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. A painting on this list that looks either like a really bad master copy or a really bad restoration of one of his paintings, and I'm, I've decided I'm not going to think of it. <laughs> but I'm uh, sure, yeah, I'm sure you were a, you came across it at some point because it's unbelievably hard to find anything but the two thirty meter high steel sculptures in Falkirk and Forth <laughs> of the gigantic horse heads. They're very uh, large. By Andy Scott. They're very big, and it's the only thing that comes up when, when you look up Kelpie. Uh, they were, they were, they weren't even, they're like, okay, so they're titled Kelpie, but they're not actually supposed, like, they're a monument to Scotland's horse-powered industrial heritage. They're, they're not actually, oh. like, Kelpies, which I was yeah, like, oh, Yeah, but okay. naming things mythologically is, like, a thing. Yeah. Because it makes it seem m more uh, artsy than it is. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> so I want you to picture, you know how sometimes there are like underwater wrecks that get covered and stuff? Yes. Uh, You're swimming and underneath you are those sculptures sunk to the bottom of the sea <gasps> <No>! <laughs> covered in, in coral. 
Oh, I'm into it though. That's fun. It's very spooky. I feel like they would like eat me. Like that's the vibe I would get from that whole setup. They would come to life and just swallow me whole. Hmm. 98 feet. They're almost 100 feet tall. That's bananas. Yeah, that is B-A-N-A-S. They're pretty cool looking though. Like they've got like some fun texture yeah, on them. Yeah, I, uh, I think they're pretty cool looking. I, like I said, my dad is really into uh, horses, especially in historical art. Uh, just as like he thinks they're neat looking and the way that people draw horses is historically really interesting like the way the Greeks drew them versus other sub subcultures but uh, it's very cool stuff also there's a part of my brain that's just like what's going on you weird dog they're neat though yes. there's some very cool uh, Kelpie illustrations that I just like looking at and they're I'm fun. Trying... There's some really cool depictions. They're like very goth. Like they've got the, there's these giant black stallions with this Horse like girl, curly like ha like black hair mane that's falling in halfway in front of their face and these like glowing eyes. They're very spooky, but there's some pretty cool depictions of them. Well, I'm trying very hard to find the source of a absolutely beautiful painting, but given that no one apparently wants to source <laughs> this art, I cannot in. Good conscience, do it. Elka, pause podcast. I need to okay. reverse Google image search this. Okay, I think I found it. The artist of this very good Kelpie painting is Jamie Whitbread, and their name is spelled J-A-I-M-I-E-W-H-I-T-B-R-E-A-D. Great colors in their paintings. Go Google, uh... Ooh, yeah, I love their Kelpie illustration. Yeah, it's very good, and it is truly embarrassing to the internet that it took me so long to find their name. Source your art. Don't put question marks. Yeah, it's called the Kelpie Pond, and it's gorgeous and lots of glowing horse eyes. Mm -hmm. It's very spooky. Very cool. Spooky yuki, but very beautiful. I'm a I'm a sucker for this color palette anyway mm -hmm. uh this has concluded the visual portion of the podcast <laughs> where i get angry about not being able to find sources uh, uh let's do let's go into just kind of general overview some kelpie facts some hot hot off the press kelpie facts kelpie facts so as, as we kind of have alluded to a little bit the kelpie is a shape-shifting shape-changing aquatic spirit of Scottish specifically legend but it, uh, uh, myths like it appear in a lot of different places so it's kind of easy to find overlap in in a couple different different stories um like we said they haunt rivers streams bodies of water pretty much every lock and pool of Scotland you're gonna find supposedly kelpies there um they are malevolent they are specifically <laughs> malevolent they want to eat you and they are kind of carnivorous which makes me think of there was like so oh god what was it i don't know if it was like a joke or something somewhere on the internet someone put canine teeth in a horse's mouth and it's the scariest thing i've ever seen and that's <laughs> pretty probably pretty close to what these things the energy these guys are supposed to give off <laughs> yeah in um dungeon meshy Anne has um pointed like uh, carnivorous teeth mm -hmm. i mean they eat they eat people they eat people and everything except for your liver or something like that depending on the story but they really like children. So here's another episode where we get to talk about eating kids. Um, ah, sorry, I just Googled the horse with dog mouth. It's scary. <laughs> it's very powerful. I want to look at it again. Horse. With There's dog. also a dog with horse mouth, which looks weirdly like a CGI. Okay, look. If you look up horse with dog mouth, there's also a... A dog with a horse mouth that looks so much like like an eighties. Oh, it looks like a uh, Falcor or the big old guy from Neverending Story. Oh yeah, doesn't it? Yeah. It'll, oh my god. Well, here you go, listenership. Listen to this: a Labrador Retriever with the nose of a horse is just the big fuzzy friend from Neverending Story. It's so correct and. It's very strange. I... Oh god, I hate this. I hate this horse with the dog mouth. <laughs> I hate these dog teeth in this horse. 
I gotta say, I actually feel, like, more comfortable with this weird horse dog. I'm so upset with these dog teeth in this horse. Okay, all right, moving moving <clears throat> forward. Oh, good lord, I hate that. Anyways, um, eating children. <laughs> <laughs> so Aww. Kelpies will do their best to be like, hello, I'm a friendly horse. You Let's, like, go for a ride or something. And then, like, the kid will get on up on its back. And once an individual, any any type of person, but, like, they, I guess they have a preference for eating babies, um, if you climb up onto the back of a kelpie you will be stuck to them and you won't be able to get off and then they will drag you into a river and eat you with their <laughs> with their with their canine teeth <laughs> yeah i mean look if it works yeah um in oh boy there's some arthurian legend where there is a specific bit about um trying to escape a kelpie after your hand has been stuck to it. <laughs> yeah. I think there's something where a guy chops off his hand to avoid oh, being I pulled have, into the sea. I have so much of people cutting off limbs to avoid being dragged by away by a kelpie. Gosh, I want to say there's definitely just a second. We're going to there's definitely a subplot slash side quest someone gets on where they try to escape a kelpie in uh i want to say it's in death of arthur oh have we talked about the iak uska uski i don't know don't think so uh they're a kind of so okay we should say that the greeks liked drawing all kinds of weird horses for some reason the <laughs> greeks also associated horses with water I'm sure there's some yeah, reason for like that. Yeah, like a thing. Like Poseidon, Poseidon created yeah. a horse. Uh, yeah. But I'm going to show you another Scottish creature called the uh, Yak Usig is what YouTube says, but also it was not a very uh, well-made YouTube video, <laughs> so that could be wrong. Anyway, <laughs> they are another kind no, of centaur. No, no, Picture, a, if you will, the body of a man, but exclusively the head and neck of a horse. <laughs> and I'll leave it to you, the discerning uh, listener, to decide whether or not that's sexy. <laughs> so imagine, if you will, this is, it's, a it's horse It's like a re furry. reverse centaur, basically. Yeah, I mean, it's basically a Bojack Horseman. Oh, yeah, yep, yeah, it's just, it's really ripped Bojack Horseman. Yeah, yeah. Man, I'm just looking at pictures of uh, hippocampuses, which are... <laughs> Again, like sea horses, um, a more friendly version of of a kelpie, probably. Yeah, my favorite thing is maybe uh, I actually don't know. Well, uh, I think maybe there's... I'm just thinking of Percy Jackson. That's true. That hippocampus does like Percy, but only because he's like a uh, horse friend or whatever. It's like <laughs> my dad made horses. Uh, those are some fun books. They I should are. reread those. Those I are really cute to. and good. Mm -hmm. And uh, Rick Riordan, Riordan is a good good feller. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, hor horses and the sea. I don't understand why, but they are associated and sometimes they want to pull you into the water and kill you. Mm -hmm. uh, I saw somewhere that the uh, apparently some, some Kelpies, per perhaps, is a thought that they are just seeking human companionship in some cases. Aww, but they uh, need to be underwater and they don't they understand. Do. Yeah. However, they do, once they have expired, they will devour them and then throw their entrails up on the edge of the water or sometimes it, I saw one that it was like just their liver escapes and their liver is left all that's left of the victim so I don't really know I mean what to look, believe. I feel like that I feel like that's just cats kelpie propaganda but do it. cats do it you know it's just uh, how uh, animals work I just love the uh, like Mice and men, Lenny, of like, they don't oh, know that they're hurting no. you. Oh, that's just sad. Oh, Turn no. Around. Oh, man. Oh. In, in more unsettling visuals, as if most of this isn't unsettling enough, there is a thing that a Kelpie can do in which it extends the length of its back. 
So oh, it yeah. just gains more vertebrae to be able to carry more riders together into the depths. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a common theme in a lot of like stories where there's a bunch of kids who just like, yeah, let's go for a pony ride. This isn't unsettling at all. And then it uh, uh drowns all of them in a big... Yeah, yeah. just a big, One long... Go. A big, long horse. Mm-hmm. I saw there are some depictions when you look at it, like I think it's supposed to be in like in in reference to this because I feel like drawing an extra long horse might just look very goofy. But if you look in some illustrations aside in the tail, like there it looks like a spinal cord kind of extends throughout the tail. And I think that's probably was an allusion to this funky freaky fact. Mm. <laughs> it's very, very uh very Dulahan uh whip. Uh, it, I feel like the Dulahan and the Kelpie just have a very similar vibe, except that the Kelpie are like a very similar visual aesthetic. Except the Kelpie are strictly uh, malevolent, and I think the Dulahan are much more neutral, and they just kind of serve a purpose as opposed Ooh, to Kelpie are idea uh, looking to eat a buddy cop comedy of a <laughs> like. A neutral good Dulahan and a chaotic evil Kelpie learning to get along. Holy shit. I love everything about that. The Kelpie gets assigned to Dulahan's mount and they don't like each other. Oh my god. uh, The Kelpie's a real loose cannon and keeps trying to eat little kids and the Dulahan's like, no. Can we make this? (laughs) <laughs> fucking copyright on the air. Don't steal, I guess. I, this is Original so cool. content, don't steal. The original content, don't steal. No, that's really a very fun idea, and I would read the hell out of that. That's so fun. Oh I God. am now trying to get into my brain the idea of a world where that situation happens, so yeah. I'll work on it. I love it. Yeah. Oh, so okay. Apparently there is, um, there, the thing I was thinking about is the folktale of the Kelpie and the Ten Children. Ah, yeah. Which is very sad. Mm Mm-hmm. Hey. Uh, so I guess they- like to eat babies. Don't- It's kind of like Stranger Danger, but weird horse danger. Don't touch unfamiliar horses. And that's just good advice, because sometimes they're really big. Yeah. A lot of, like like we mentioned, a lot of folklore has to do with uh, kind of just a, a general warning for kids to be safer. Um, where in this one, it's, hey, don't don't hang out by the water by yourself. Like, that's kind of the implication of this one, except it has to be horrifying <laughs> because it's folklore. <laughs> very, very scary way to keep kids from running around by the water by themselves so they don't, like, fall in and drown. Yeah, I mean, plus accident. it has... It has those things where, like, the the humanoid versions are towards young men and women. Like, hey, don't get lured in by some pretty lady or guy, because they might might secretly be a water horse who wants to kill you. <laughs> uh, stranger danger for adults and, you know, drowning by horrible horse death for children. <laughs> yeah, pretty, uh, pretty rough. Man. I do really like the idea that the Loch Ness Monster is... A Kelpie. I, I'm a big fan of that, too. I think that's really cool. Maybe we'll have to do an episode about Loch Ness Monster at some point, and there are other iterations. Did you know, in Pepin, uh, where we have spent a bunch of time, there is uh, the Lake Peppy Monster? Ooh! Even though technically Pepin, the lake, isn't really a lake, it's just an engorged mm-hmm. part of a river. However, that's fun, we can talk about that. My mom is really, really invested in, in the Lake Peppy Monster, mm-hmm. so it would make her very happy if we did an episode about it. <laughs> Is it a big horse? I bet it is. In my heart of hearts, it is now. <laughs> uh, some Kelpies are supposedly come, like, they're just, like, baseline equipped with a, a bridle and a saddle, so they appear more inviting and ready to ride. Um, and then it's the same thing. If you actually mount them, you'll they'll run off and drown you. Um, if, however, if a Kelpie was already wearing the bridle, apparently an exorcism could be achieved by removing Ooh. it. So that's fun. One way to get yourself off of a horse if you can get away from it. Excuse me, I just have to perform a quick exorcism! 
Uh, I also learned, I did not know this, they have some magical abilities in which they can use these magical powers to bring up like a flood and sweep sweep a traveler away to a watery grave. That one's very fun. I One of my favorite Kelpie details, and again, I realize I'm kind of retreading ground, the idea that they're always dripping wet, like, yeah. like, hey, what's up with this wet horse? What's up with this wet horse, dude? <laughs> Your horse is all wet, guy. <laughs> this horse, it's, it's wet all over. That's weird. It's a big wet horse. I'm gonna go pet that wet horse. <laughs> I bet, like, two Kelpies could team up if, like, one of them, like, to, like, dissuade, <clears throat> like, any... Uh, kind of, because you know, if this is a real thing that people are actively afraid of to like dissuade their fears, one of them turns into a people form and like tries to like, quote like s- sell the the other one in horse form oh, to some okay. some traveler. Be like, hey, it's hey. like it's like a heist <laughs> or like a oh, con yeah. <laughs> con horse. Or it's like, uh, hey, uh, I'm interested, but why is it wet? I just washed it down, so it's bat, nice bat and clean. Bat time. Yeah, nice and yeah. clean for your purchasing. Yeah, and why are you also dripping wet? Well, you gotta get in there. Gotta get in there if you want a clean horse. Horses Ooh, notoriously check. difficult to clean. Yeah, I love this. <laughs> and it's like, okay. I want to look at those teeth. Nope, you nope. are not allowed. Don't you know mm-hmm. about the thing? But that's gift horses. Nope, and then they eat them. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Munch, munch, munch. You let down your guard. Mm-hmm. Amazing. <laughs> Man, you gotta be careful about horses, I guess. There was one, uh, mentioning people form, there was one uh, from some story at, set at the uh, Conan house in Ross. Uh, it says, there is, quote, a tall woman dressed in green with a withered uh, countenance ever distorted by a malignant scowl. And, uh, yeah, she drowns men in streams. <laughs> nice. Love that one. Oh, man. Yeah, I, uh, unintentionally, I feel like slightly similar to our Rosalka thing in terms of surprise drowning. We'll get yeah. away from drowning next time, but there's yeah. still some good good stuff about these these horse boys. Yeah. Uh, as, as with a lot of stories, the arrival of Christianity in different places kind of, like, sets in stone different pieces of folklore or, like, alters them a little bit. Uh, in the 6th century, Christianity came to Scotland, and uh, a lot of these folk stories had been, up until then, been, you know, word of mouth, kind of oral citation, like, or, recite, like, reciting, things like that. Um, and at this point, they were officially, like, written down, like, by these monks, which is... I don't know, just kind of funny. Bunch of monks. We're going to write about horses with dog teeth. Um, <laughs> and uh, this is kind of, supposedly, this might be where the uh, idea of them keeping their horse hooves in human form, which kind of led it to, or or that was set before, and then that, that fact led it to be associated with uh, the notion of Satan. Mm. Uh, and also with Pan, which is fun and interesting um and this is where robert burns which you were talking about the the uh address to the devil which is very fun was what set late 1700s 1780s you might know him as the person who wrote um auld lang syne Mm uh again like robert burns it should be said that for uh going up even till today uh this might not be apparent to other people in the U.S. or people in non-English speaking countries, but uh, England put a lot of effort into making Scots as a people seem like the Scots and the Irish, anyone who wasn't English, basically, into yeah. making them seem like uh, like genetically inferior. And uh, the entire legend of Sonny Bean is completely an English invention. Um, <laughs> In a long history of empires uh, justifying the exploitation of other peoples. So, uh, Robert Burns is one of those people who wrote and got famous and had, uh, and had a lot of staying power because of his kind of national pride. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's one of those things where <laughs> I... I'm not that super into poetic history. I don't know 
as much about uh, poetry as a genre, medium, Mm -hmm. (laughs) art form, as I would like to, to tell you about it. But uh, if you are interested, big name. Um, And that was very an awkward way to talk about it. I was trying to conceal (laughs) that I really know pretty much nothing about him other than the fact that uh, that he has a, a... special holiday dedicated to him and also he wrote that thing about uh about scots being the pudding the pudding race oh no uh anyway <laughs> moving on i'm going to attempt to read a good portion of this it is written in dialect which means yes, that very heavily <laughs> yeah written heavily in dialect uh there's some problematic aspects to me who is not in any way uh scottish uh or uh i think at best i'm like polish look it's written in dialect and i'm going to do my best to read it uh faithfully but without putting on an accent so (laughs) anyway let's do this O prince o chief of many throned powers that led the embattled seraphim to war uh, which is a quote from paradise lost O thou, whatever title suit thee, Ald horny, Satan, Nick, or Clutie, what, what in yon cavern grim and sooty, Closed under hatches, Farges under the bursting cootie, To scoud poor wretches, Heard me, Ald hangy, for we, And let poor damned bodies be, I'm sure my pleasure it can gee, E'en to a dale, uh, Which I believe is devil, To scalp Ald and scoud poor dogs like me, And hear a squeal, and I'm going to skip forward to the bit that mentions uh, the Kelpies because I've realized very quickly that this is a fool's errand. <laughs> it's rough. It's hard to read out loud. Because it's... Look, I think that uh, that dialect is really hard to read. I have very uncomfortable memories of my predominantly white middle school classes reading... Um, bits of of like any book that any book that included a dialect written for uh black americans in the 1800s and it was oh, yeah. forcing young extremely kids to upsetting try to emulate that yeah oh, hey God. uh hey choir teachers if you have a white uh choir uh, like predominantly white Please don't ask them to sing spirituals in dialect because it's extremely uncool and kind of gross. Oh boy. Yeah. Anyway, I'm I'm not extremely uncomfortable about that at all. Anyway, uh, when thou's dissolve the snowy horde and float the jingly icy board, then water kelpies haunt the ford by your direction, and knighted travelers are allured to their destruction. Yeah. He. I mean, is a good poet. I. I think he was the first poetry joke I ever learned was sending someone to the Burns Ward. <laughs> Wait, I have to find the thing. Of- oh, okay. So it's addressed to the haggis in which he said the first part is, sorry, he's not calling, uh, he was not calling the Scots the puddin' race, as in, like, they're really good at making puddins, which is... What I kind of said earlier, and I'm sorry. He says, addressed to a haggis, fair for your honest sonsy face, great chieftain of the pudding race, aboon them take your place, pinch tripe or therm, wheel or wordy or your grace, as long's my arm. I re- apparently he really liked haggis. <laughs> I've never had haggis, have you? Ha- haggis? I don't haggis? believe so. I feel like I had the option to have it, and then I did not. RobertBurns.org, uh, the top one, it is a very charmingly archaic website, to <laughs> the first option under the um, home button is All Lang Syne, Words and Karaoke. <laughs> oh no! Hmm. The words to All Lang Syne no longer exist on the internet, apparently. It's an invalid link. <sighs> robertburns.org <laughs> this is oh, tragic no. this is so sad um yeah rest in pieces Auld Lang Syne well I hope that Caitlin edited that down to make me sound less stupid I'm very sorry <laughs> everyone um 
I'm very ignorant, but I'm doing my best. Uh, what else are we going to talk about? <laughs> hey, Walter Scott also wrote a poem about Kelpies, which I'm not going to read because I kind of don't like Walter Scott. <laughs> Sir Walter Scott. I think he's a little bit boring. Welcome to Stonehouses, where we dunk on old authors. <laughs> well, I mean, yes, that's fine. I mean, he wrote Ivanhoe. Uh, have you ever had to read any part of that? I don't know. I don't think I've heard of that. So I should say that he is considered like a very elegant writer, but he's very like very romantic and very long, epic-y kind of books. <laughs> or I'm just like, I'm okay. Uh, Rob Roy. I haven't read Rob Roy. I've only read Ivanhoe. And not even all of Ivanhoe, just uh, the <laughs> the section that I had to read for class and then was immediately like, ah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I'm done. I'm over it. Yeah, I mean, uh, props to people who really enjoy historical novels. <laughs> You're smarter than me. Some of them are tough to read if you don't have, like, a, the, the, you know, the gumption for it. I ain't got the memory. <laughs> hmm. Thank you for your time. I <laughs> will be excusing myself now on account of being bad at content. No, we have more fun facts. I love fun facts. Here's a fun fact. Did you know that if a normal horse and a Kelpie were to procreate, mm -hmm. the offspring would be impossible to drown? What? Mm -hmm. The undrownable horse. An undrownable horse. Uh, it would be recognized by its shorter than normal ears. Uh, and uh, that's the end of that sentence. I don't know why I made it sound like there was going to be more, but that was, that was the end of that thought. It so Tiny ears, and it would be hmm. undrownable. Presumably it would be less murderous than a Kelpie, which would but why he wouldn't just ride a Kelpie. I guess so. I feel like that would be very useful. It'd be nice. I feel like that's a uh, fun water horse. Yeah, I feel like that's a specific fantasy breed kind of <laughs> going on where I'm like, excuse me, don't mind me. Uh, I I breed these extremely dangerous horses to create these exclusive undrownable horses. <laughs> Wait, unsinkable? No, undrownable. Is there a word for that? I like that it doesn't say water breathing. Yeah, it's just impossible to drown. You can try, and it'll... Maybe maybe it's like... Okay, so maybe the Kelpie... Kelpie would be, like, breathing underwater, because, like, they, they can exist underwater. Horse, normal mm -hmm. horses... Oh, it's normal horse. Maybe this, this like, offspring... It just, like... It's like when you try to put, like, something that is inflatable, like, try to pull it underwater, like, in a pool or something. Like, you can't... Like, it will never go under the water. Like, you can't... Like, you just physically... This horse can walk on water. It's horse Jesus! Oh my gosh! <laughs> I just, I just like the idea of someone trying to like wash the horse, but it keeps like just bobbing on the water surface. I love it. We've had just so many fun mind palace, like theater of the mind, uh, runarounds here on this episode. I love it. Yes, it makes up for my critical research failures on historical poets. <laughs> oh boy, I. Uh... Yeah, I think that'd be real cute. Yeah, I, uh, where are we? Uh, pop cultures? No, pop we actually still have a little bit of, uh, Oh, no, real history. Left. A little Ooh. bit. <laughs> um, we can talk a little bit about how to defeat a Kelpie. Oh! Mm -hmm. Uh, so befriend it. Maybe. Kiss they do have a, a very specific weakness, which is their bridle. Um... And if you can get a hold of a Kelpie's bridle, you will have command over it and any other Kelpie, which seems what? very overpowered. Yeah, I love it. Oh my gosh. You can be king of Kelpies. You can. Someone needs to nerf this ability because that just seems super powerful. Uh, sorry, guys. There's some balance issues. We're yeah. <laughs> we became king of Kelpies. Also, my brain was still in a different place. So it was like, ha, ha, you can marry the Kelpie. You name it. Well, it'll be your best Kelpie friend. Uh, yeah, but the Kitsune, we don't I don't have any info about uh, Kelpie weddings. Um, but Bobo. they are said to have the strength of at least ten horses and the stamina of Whoa. many more. They're so, highly prized. Ten so horsepower. 
10 horsepower, but they also have better stamina, I guess. Idea. Uh, which is anytime someone talks about horsepower, just divide it by 10 and then say Kelpie power instead. Oh, boy. This engine has 700 Kelpie power. 700 Kelpie Wait, what is a normal amount of horsepower? I don't know, and I don't want to know. Don't tell yeah. me. All right, we won't Google it. Um, the bridle taken from a Kelpie has magical powers, and if you if you brandish it towards someone, you could potentially turn that person into a horse. <laughs> Very, very overpowered um, what the artifact. Heck? Hey, I Caitlin, what yeah. would you do if you were turned into a horse? Probably be less scared of horses. Oh, okay. Yeah. I wouldn't have to worry about them because I was on their level. Right. You too yeah. are horse. I too am horse. I'd probably have a lot of like horse social anxiety. Like I wouldn't know their horse mm. customs and like how to interact with their horses. But you don't I'd know a horse language? I don't. I mean, if I was a horse, I would assume that would come with that, but, like, I guess who am I to know? Maybe I'm just, I have Caitlin voice in a horse body. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, good, good golly. Oh, Um, boy. Horses. Oh, God. Uh, You could uh, capture a Kelpie using a halter stamped with the sign of the cross. So use the, use christianity to take take control of a kelpie by wearing um, a halter top mm-hmm, and its strength could be harnessed in tasks such as transportation of heavy millstones so if you want to use hmm. them for, for horse labor just got to get a hold get a hold of that get a hold of that bridle or uh stamp them with a or get a stamped halter you can kill kelpies they are killable but only <laughs> in only in werewolf fashion in which you need silver bullets oh yeah, in which they uh, they are seen to consist of nothing more than quote turf and a soft mass like jellyfish. Oh, you know what we haven't discussed uh, in a mm. while, and I really wanted it to be a recurring segment. <laughs> uh, tell me, Caitlin, would you kiss a kelpie? Mm, hard no. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> would you kiss a kelpie? Uh, no. Yeah. Well, we've really been lacking. That was a that was a fun segment. How did we forget about that for so long? I know that's definitely a segment that needs to come back. Rusalka, yes. Rusalka, yes. Magical girls. Magical girls. Uh, maybe when they grow up. When they grow up, yeah. (laughs) Not not creepy question. The youngins. But trolls, yes. Hmm. I would. Yeah, maybe like a gentle, a gentle friendly kiss. When our buddies went to Iceland, I said, kiss a troll for me. Oh, They said they did. I thought that's good luck. I hope so. What else? I don't remember the last one we've talked. I don't uh, This is brief destruction. Uh, aliens. Would you kiss an alien? <laughs> I mean, duh. Absolutely. I think I've probably just talked about Gareth Vakarian in that episode. My space husband. Would you kiss a kitsune? Yes. Yes, me too. I don't see the- how that's even a question. <laughs> Would you kiss a Manadengal? Yeah. I think so, too. I I think by the end, we were both very um, endeared by the Mononegal. Yeah. Um, Eros? Eh. Maybe. Probably eh. not. In a platonic way, maybe. We yeah. We can be buddies. Yeah, we can be friends. I think that was... I think before that was the Ningen, and we both... I remember talking about I would definitely kiss a Ningen. Oh, yeah. Very, um, soft. Soft and marshmallowy. Just a, a marshmallow friend in the ocean. Mm-hmm. Like the, I feel like they would feel like we talked about this too much already. But like the bell of a jellyfish, like we definitely okay. spent thirty minutes time. in that episode talking yeah. about what they felt like, what we thought was- they felt like. <laughs> it was a fun, fun detraction. Um, this right. is gonna be a long episode, but that's okay. Womp womp. So that that was my trying to bring that back, which is it's all good. We're back here. It? Um. We talked a little bit about, in just, like, just general lore, you mentioned the Kelpie and the Ten Children, where it, like, it, I think in that story it lures, like, nine kids onto its back and then, like, chases the tenth one, and then the tenth e- one, like, pets yep. it, and then his fingers get stuck, and then he cuts off his hand, um, and the other nine children yep. are, are drowned, and then there are just lots of variation where this kid, where a kid cuts off his finger or his hand or his arm to free himself. 
uh, just lots of cutting off of hands for this. It's a very there's this a very similar story exists in with multiple different. Uh, That's actually um, the first forty minutes of one hundred twenty seven hours. <laughs> it's not a rock. It's a kelpie. <laughs> James Franco touches a kelpie. Oh no! Oh boy! Um, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of um, arm cutting off. Uh, but then, obviously, this is a just a, a a in general, like we mentioned, a folklore is a reason to keep kids safe, keep them away yeah. from wandering around near water. Um, Water's dangerous. Wild dangerous. animals are dangerous. Yeah. Um. Uh. Oh, here was something fun. The uh, supposedly the origin in like the belief of these like evil water spirits or evil water horses like around the world potentially originated in uh human sacrifices that used to be made to appease gods associated with water Whoa. Um, but these narratives about the kelpie kind of again served the practical purpose of k- keeping kids away from dangerous water and also specifically warning like you mentioned earlier warning young women to be wary of handsome strangers hey man that's <laughs> That's just good advice. Yeah. And unhandsome strangers. Mm-hmm. Just be careful with and strangers. And big horses. Yeah. Stranger danger. Stranger danger. Horse danger. I think that brings us to Dandy Corner. Woo! Uh, this one is fun because not only did I find a fightable monster Kelpie, I also found a playable race. <laughs> <laughs> you can be it. a Kelpie. Um, the, <laughs> the monster is a large fae, chaotic evil... Um, it is a challenge rating four. It knows Sylvan. It is immune to being grappled or restrained, and it is resistant to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing from mm. non-magical. Very, very werewolf. Uh, it has a speed of 60 and also a swim speed of 60. What the heck? It's not very charismatic, but it's relatively wise. It's got the uh, a feature called Sticky Skin, so any melee attack or contact with a creature will cause the attacker to have to make a strength saving throw with a DC 12 or else become grappled. Um, <sighs> w- when they're on land, they can take the form of a beautiful white horse, and they can use this form to convince lone humanoids to hop on its back, where it uses its sticky skin to drag the humanoids into the water to drown and eat them. It has an attack with its hooves, um, and it is a beguiling fae, so as an action, it can charm a creature within 30 feet of itself, <laughs> as if casting Charm Person. Um, so that's very fun. And the playable, the playable Kelpie, this is on D&D Beyond. You can go and find it. It's very funny. So it's gorgeous and deadly. They have heavenly voices, victims of superstition. Um, and there's, there are Kelpie names that supposedly, um, it doesn't list any, which I was very disappointed by. Aww. But they tend to have names that are similar to that of the nearest species in the area. Um, or they use a name that is reflective of their demonic heritage. And this one, they're more demonic than fey. But it's still, uh, I mean, it's still that pretty funny. Kind of makes sense. I think uh, recently people have interpreted tieflings as being kind of more um, diverse than just mm-hmm. little devilmans. Mm-hmm. The playable Kelpie, uh, you can shift between your human, satyr, torque, and horse form twice per short rest. <laughs> I love that. Um, it lasts 12 hours before you revert to your toric form. Uh, and there's a trick called Death Grip oh. where you can use the magic on your skin to adhere someone making contact with it. Uh, their skin must be touching yours. The stuck victim fails all saving throws against you and gains the status immobile. They have a natural weapon of hooves. Uh, your charisma... In this one, they're more charismatic. Your charisma increases by three and your intelligence increases by one. They live as long as elves. A but steady, a steady diet, diet of flesh. Of flesh. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Tends to keep them alive for longer. They can live up to 800 years. Um... They are large. They, they're. I love this speed. Quote backwards or not, those hooves are quick. Your base walking speed is seventy feet. What? I love it. That's wacky wild. Oh That's man, they know. Oh, so God. fast. They know the sleep cantrip. They can cast charm person and dominate person. They can oh my speak, gosh. read common and druidic. In their tarot builds, they are large. Yeah, I love that. Would you like to play a very large person and a horse? You know I love I love playing very, very large creatures as well. Hey, fun. maybe playing a Kelpie would help you come to terms with your fear of horses. Potentially. Potentially. Uh, but yeah, that is D&D Corner. Both of those that I read off of were on the D&D Beyond site. You can check them out. Uh, moving into Pop Culture Corner. So it was very difficult to find 
I normally I can find like a list of things that include what we're talking about, but I really had to dig for some stuff to try to like because I didn't know a lot off the top of my head, so I only have a few. Um, I this week we have Berserk, the Goblin Pony, Dungeon Meshi, Quest for Kelpie, the Laundry Files novella called Echoid, uh, the Moon of Gomrath, and Griselka or Griselklas are the, the things that I found in pop culture that include. Kelpies, if someone wants to make a list of Kelpie things included in pop culture, please tell me because I would be very interested because I could not find one and it made me sad. So that's that's what we've got this week. I think that unless you have any any other anything else you want to talk about? Uh, no, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that they're mentioned in the Dresden files, but only because those mention everything. <laughs> that's fair. Um, yeah, but I mean, maybe also, Castlevania because everything is in Castlevania. That's just an assumption. I, I have no idea. I of an extremely elaborate fan fiction in which uh, one of the games <laughs> is killed by a Kelpie. <laughs> Look, people are a Amazing. good fanfic, okay? Oh, man. I wonder if they would be in Percy Jackson because it's been a hot minute since I've read that. They have uh, Hippocampus, but definitely. I don't know if they would have Kelpie. I feel like they, oh. they maybe would have at least been mentioned because there's the Hippocampus. I, yeah. But I don't know. Who knows? This My one was difficult to find things. part of the brain. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so thank you all so much for joining us for another episode of Stone Houses. Our next episode goes up Sunday, May 19th, if I did my math correctly. Um, announcements, we have a coffee. If you have a couple of bucks you'd like to throw at us to support the show, you can find us at ko-fi.com forward slash stone houses cast uh, if you enjoyed what you heard today please please share our show with a friend please rate review and subscribe on itunes or wherever you are listening to our show like for real sharing and leaving reviews is so unbelievably helpful for our show and it makes you the coolest kid so you should be a cool kid and leave us a review um you can check us out at stone houses cast on twitter and instagram and facebook.com forward slash stone houses cast if you follow us on twitter you get early sneak peeks at the topic and topic art and sometimes fun extra bits after and apparently now during the show during while we record it you get some fun funky stuff on our twitter yeah um, thank you thank you so much to those of you who have been tweeting or posting about our show to promote us and sharing it with others we so, so very much appreciate you getting the word out. Uh, this week's shout-outs go to Athagar Elding, T-Buckmaster, Rebecca, Derek, and Lucy567, who wrote us a very nice review on iTunes. Oh, go be yeah. cool like Lucy567. Hey, you're the best, Lucy. <laughs> you too can post about us and tag us at StonehousesCast or using hashtag StonehousesCast so we can see it and appreciate you and we can all be cool kids together. Uh, this has been Stonehouses, an amateur guide to fiction, fable, and folklore. I'm Caitlin Bruder. Oh, and I'm Laura Bernetta Meeker. I'm sorry <laughs> I was thinking about demon horses. <laughs> I was just thinking about them, okay? That's okay. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next week. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Look after yourself. Bye. <laughs>